and welcome to uncovered i'm your host kayla bowers and today we are going to be covering an awesome topic but first got to do some introductions i'm here with my boys brian bradley aka your girl's favorite light skin and i'm andre bradley and today we're joined by two amazing guests ladies would you like to introduce yourselves yeah my name is eunice um yeah and my name is tommy and we are super excited to have both eunice and tommy on the podcast today um our main topic is going to actually be talking about the perceptions of black Americans from the African side and vice versa from us. So first of all, I'd like to say thank you for coming on. Yep. Thank you uh, to both of you. Um, this is something that we've really been trying to get covered this season. Um, before we get started into the topic, so I'd kind of like to know background on both of you individually. Um, so yeah, it's really just open, whatever you want to explain to our listeners. So tell me, you want to go first? Okay, um, I'm Tomi. I'm from Nigeria, but I currently go to Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo. I'm a, I'm technically a junior anyways, just got done with sophomore year. I'm a biochemistry major, and I guess that's about it. <laughs> um, so let me, uh, let me maybe pry a little bit more. So how long have you been either a living or coming to and from the United States for school? Um, okay, the first time I was actually here, I was like 12 years old, mm -hmm. and it was just for like holiday and stuff, but for school, I was 17, that was in 2018, so basically, I've been here since I was 17, Okay, but I go home sometimes, so. Mm -hmm. Um, and Eunice, how about you? Um, like my intro? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my name is Eunice, uh, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I go to Aquinas College. I'm currently a senior. I'll be done in like a week. Congrats. Um, yeah, I've been in Michigan, Grand Rapids. I've been in America for, um, I think, 19 years since I was seven. Um, yeah. And what are you studying at Aquinas? I'm studying psychology with a minor in exercise science. Oh, awesome. Um, so quick background for you two on me is I'm Caleb. I go to Western. I'm studying e-business marketing, economics, and Chinese. Um, I identify myself as a black American. However, we'll get into that topic a little bit more. Brian, Andre, you guys want to do a little intro? Yeah. Uh, so I'm Brian Bradley, graduated from Western in spring of 2018, graduated with a degree in sales and business marketing, uh, identify as African-American, I uh, never really thought anything of it, but I think today will be an interesting topic just to see uh, that point of view and see if I should call myself something else or not. Um, I'm Andre Bradley, graduated from Western last year. My degree was in marketing. 
Um, I haven't done any like deep dive into my roots. Our dad actually did the 23 and me. Um, I forgot what his roots are, but I'm sure he sent me a picture of it. I could find it and go through it. Um, that'll probably give a little bit for us, but not a full spectrum of what our roots would be. So I'm excited for this topic. So on that, from you to coming from more of, of the actual, you know, the native African side of the roots, how do you feel about the terms? Tell me, I know we've talked about this a little bit, which is like the class dialogues. How do you feel about the terms black American, African Americans, and Americans? Which, from your perspective, what do you think is more appropriate? Um, I feel like statesman is more appropriate <laughs> because totally um, <laughs> when you think about it, or North American, let's just say, because like when you think about it, we're looking at it from like continent based, not country based. Mm-hmm. So I will say I'm Nigerian because I was born in Nigeria, but when I first came here, I was more of like I'm African because I come from a continent. Right. So for you guys, it will be um, I'm North American because you're from the continent. You do, the United States of America is not the only country in North America. You have Canada, and they're not claiming to be American. They're Canadian. Mm-hmm. So I think that saying you're statesman will be better because it's just you hardly hear the United States of America being said all the time. It's usually, oh, I'm going to the United States mm-hmm. or something like that. So I feel like African-American should be a term used when you know your roots and you know that, you know, you're of African descent. And if you choose not to, I guess it's fine. You can say you're American or a statesman or something like that. So either one is great, but yeah. I like that. As I, as I explained in our class, actually, when I was in Beijing, the, the person that brought up to me, you're not an American, you're a statesman. That changed my whole perspective, kind of just like how you explained it. It is just this huge generalization along with the continent of Africa. Well, I have a quick question for Tommy. Uh, so say I knew where my roots came from and someone asked me like what nationality or race I am and I knew my roots, would it be okay to say I'm Kenyan American since I know my roots? Yeah, very much, because I usually say, oh, I'm African, but I'll be like, I'm Nigerian, because that's more in-depth. They know that I am I was born in that country, because everybody thinks that Africa is just one big country, but it's not actually. We have many, many more countries in the continent. All right, that makes sense. And Eunice, how do you feel about those three terms? Um, I feel like it just depends on the person you're talking to, whatever they identify as, that's what you should call them as. Um, for me personally, I, um, identify as like African American cause like I was raised in Nigeria for seven years and then I did come to America, but I was mostly raised in America. So, um, I don't know, like the music I listen to, the culture, I more like, I'm more, I don't know, into it's more like Af- like American, mm-hmm. African-American, yeah. you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, definitely whatever you identify as is what you should be called. So that leads into kind of my next question, which is moving on to the topic of black culture in America or in the States more specifically. So 
maybe Tommy, you can lead this one off. What is the biggest difference? Or actually, let's start with this. What was your preconceived notions of black um, black statesmen? We'll say for the rest of this, black statesmen before you came to the United States. Um. Well, like I said, the first time I came, I was twelve. Mm-hmm. So we we didn't really come here for school. It was more of like a holiday and stuff. And to be honest, they were really nice and everything. We were like on holiday and they'll be like, oh, are you from here? And most black people were very nice. But when we came to school here, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really have like a perception. I was just like, well, because of my experience when I was 12, I guess everybody's going to be nice because we're all black at the end of the day. But not really like we had like white people tell us like oh be like your braids like it's something that you wouldn't expect them to say but at the same time it's like a humanity thing if you like someone's hair or what they wear they'll be nice to you and tell you about mm-hmm. it and that happened but like for the black people here they were like really standoffish they weren't really nice we couldn't really interact with them you'd be like oh i'm from africa and be like oh cool and then they ask you another question like how did you get here like and i'm like (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) like what is that supposed to mean so i didn't really have like any negative things to say about them but as i started to interact i knew that a lot of them were like they either had um lost history Mm -hmm. and others were just ignorant but at the same time i feel like they were still waiting for their history history to be taught to them. And that's where like the whole tension between Africans and African-Americans come from, because it's like, as you get older, you're meant to be wiser. So you don't really, nece- you necessarily don't have to wait for anyone to tell you about your history. You can go learn it on yourself, by yourself. That's where there's like Google and stuff. But yeah, I guess it is what it is. So. Mm-hmm. And Eunice, how do you feel about that? I mean, you've obviously been here for a very, very long time. Um, but do you still have family that lives in Nigeria? Yeah, I do. I still have a lot of family that okay, lives there. Maybe you could like speak on on their perspectives if you have any uh if you have any insight on that and maybe how they perceive it if they if any of them haven't ever been here or anything like that. Um, can you rephrase that yeah, question? So your family in Nigeria because you've obviously been here so long that that yeah. as you mentioned states culture is really like ingrained into you as a person so maybe removing removing yourself from that situation and placing the thoughts and perspectives of your family members that are still in nigeria um maybe what do they have any do they believe any stereotypes about the u.s or anything like that have you ever heard anything like that um yeah definitely um before i came here everyone always thought that um coming to america was kind of like heaven like everything is so Mm -hmm. good everything's so great but then when you get here it's there's just pros and cons and everything um yeah so okay so that's actually i have definitely experienced the opposite where people i know from africa whether it was friends whatever it was especially in cameroon um they really had the opposite view of the U.S. They thought it was more of like an aggressive place where there was just a lot of turmoil, which there most certainly is, um, but more specified or specifically more geared towards anyone coming from the continent of Africa. And for me, that was that's kind of hard to to grasp because you know us us three, Brian, Andre, and I, 
are super open to other cultures. So, and we have never experienced that and seen that. So it was kind of mind blowing to gather that information, but at the same time, you know, you have to like step back and think like, okay, this is the reality that some people actually do experience that. Like, and hearing those stereotypes is, is really kind of hard, but after being in the United States, this is a question to both of you after being in the United States, what, of those perceptions have kind of changed or are still prevalent? Eunice, you want to go first? Um, uh, I you can go first. Um, okay, one thing that I definitely know, I knew before I came to America was that, you know, everything, every country has its own problems. America is not necessarily the land of opportunity, like people say. So that's always been at the back of my mind or head or whatever you want to say. But yeah, that's one thing. But I know that there's another one that I know that will still be prevalent is the fact that a lot of um, Americans, they do certain things to Africans or they act a certain way and they use it as an excuse to say, oh, I'm just using it as a way to identify with my ancestors. And um, one example will be like, they will try and talk like you, or they will try to do that African mm-hmm. accent. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's, so irrit- it's so irritating. Like, when you think about it, um, when we were colonized, we're colonized by Europeans. So like, obviously, we're going to speak English, we're not going to all sound the same Mm -hmm. and even in Africa people have different accents Mm -hmm. every person from each country has a different accent and you know when they try to do your accent it's sort of like a disrespect to the ancestors themselves because even before the Europeans came we we had our own native language and most of them were not really educated and even if they were they were they still sounded the way they were and it's like if you're saying you're speaking like me to identify with your ancestors i feel like it's just very dumb and it's just very Mm -hmm. stupid so that's one thing that i think that if they i feel like they should just stop if you really want to identify with your ancestors just go through the history books travel to the continent and stuff like that yeah for sure yeah i agree i feel like um there's not a lot of like knowledge about it because and like in a lot of movies and like in the media there's a lot of negative connotation that is involved with um, Africans. Um, so I feel like maybe for us, what we should do is maybe like acknowledge them more. And yeah, there's definitely like internet, like it's the 20th century. Like you can, if you want to know something, you can know it. it's very easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. yeah, I think that the lack of education on, on just really the continent in general is ridiculous for lack of a better term. I mean, there's such a little amount of it and there's just, there's no way to actually grow. Tell me, I don't know if you saw this in my thread that I actually put in the, one of the discussions, but in order for people to learn the information that they are going to be taught, if we're going to change that narrative in schools, I do think that there has to be like a platform to where people want to actually learn that information, you know, because you know, yeah. it, it so many times, even it doesn't matter what it's about. It could be math. It could be physics, you know, globally taught, taught studies. If someone doesn't want to learn something, if they're not actively engaged in trying to build that knowledge, they're going to forget it. 
Like, you know, so if we're going to teach people this, like we, I think it's very important. And by people, I mean, we literally need to teach the whole entire world about the continent of Africa and how much it's gone through. Cause I think it's probably the most underrepresented continent in terms of, um, in terms of studies. I think that there's just, there's not, there's not information about it anywhere and it's not taught. So like, if we're going to learn, people have to be open to it. And that's the first step. And do you guys think that people are at that point where they do want to learn more or do you think it's still a building process? I feel like people, uh, are trying to learn more about Africa and, uh, all the countries within the continent. Now, uh, I just think more people are open to it. Uh, I feel like there's more courses being offered at universities as well. Uh, just going deeper into African American history and, African history and whatnot. But I, I feel like, um, cause like in our thread, I was like, when we were doing that thread in class, I was like so pissed because I could tell. like, even <laughs> though, like, even though like they want to learn, yeah. they're still gonna question things. They're gonna be like, but why did um, Africans sell their, you know, right. people? And I'm like, you gotta think. You have to think deep about it. It's like if you were like in your brokest of days. And someone comes and offers you like all the money in the world, would you take it? It's like nobody thinks about that part. And like from the thread, I remember seeing we were asked to read that interview about a guy that was talking about being African in America. Yeah. And he mentioned something about Kofi Annan being in a barbershop. And the guy was like, you're black and he was like no i'm african and then someone in our class was like i can't believe he turned um his back on Mm -hmm. his people and i'm like chill like you if you went to africa and they said you're african your first response is going to be like no i'm american like mm -mm." Mm -hmm. like it wasn't that deep but 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 for someone to say that he was kind of betraying the con the country the united states of america it didn't make sense because one he's not from mm-hmm. there and two if he was like well aware of the civil rights movement he doesn't really want to be involved in anything that involves violence and anything and he's an immigrant mm-hmm. and he can get his um papers taken away from him he can be deported so like i feel like if he wanted to identify as african he has every right to yeah. do so, so it didn't mean that he was betraying his people so i basically think that if they want to learn that history, I feel like they have to basically travel to the continent because there's a diff there's a difference in the connections you feel, and we have faced so much more adversity than the United States of America has, and they just have to keep an open mind. That's just it. Yeah, when I read that, I wish I knew more about Kofi Annan myself before I actually had gotten into that because I, I wanted like more of a backstory when I read that, I was like, okay, but you know, what was he here doing in the United States? Like, was he just a student? Did he just by chance travel down there? Like during that period of time, you know, mm-hmm. there was like such a gray area that you didn't understand his actual, his actual like motives of being where he was. It was just like, this guy was placed in this position and, and essentially disowned like, what you can say is, you know, two sides to one family. He d- essentially disowned one side of his family. Like, it just sounded so negative. And I felt, I just like I said, I felt like there was more that I needed to, f- to uncover about it. And I'm definitely going to do more research on Kofi because um, I do think I need to learn more. Caleb, I have a quick question for you. Yeah, what's up? 
Uh, when you traveled to Cameroon mm-hmm. and around Africa for that trip, how were you perceived as an American in that country? Um, to be honest with you, it kind of depended on which part of Cameroon I was in. Like when I had gone to Douala before, it was it was a city. It was very open. Um, you could still tell that it was very unusual. I mean, I'm I'm obviously biracial, but like my complexion's so light. So for me, a lot of people just immediately thought that I was white and they would come up to me and, and they'd ask me questions. And at that time, I knew like barely any French, like enough to have like a little small conversation. And so they would always ask me like, oh, like, you know, because there was one guy in our group that had really dark skin and he's, he's I think he's Guyanan. It was uh, Jamal. And they would ask him like a bunch of questions about like why he was with our group. And they would ask me, like, oh, why is he with your group? And I was like, I was like, you guys don't even realize, like, we are two, we're both, we're both culturally black. Like, and, you know, and then, like, once we started, we went to university in Douala, and, or no, sorry, in Yawande. And when we were there, you know, it was a, it was a college. Like, it was, you know, supposed to be the, the peak of education. And what blew my mind was, People were asking me the same questions of why are we together? And then it finally got asked, why are we together? Because isn't the U.S. still segregated? (laughs) And I was like, whoa, (laughs) I was like, literally, I I literally said, whoa, out loud. I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is this is actually wild. And then if we went to the village, that was like, first of all, the best best time of my life. Most one I've ever had on any kind of trip I've ever been to. But um, when we were there, every it was just like it was no big deal. Like it was just normal life living. Like there was no, you could literally tell that it was still a little foreign that I was there because they could tell like, okay, especially when they figured out that I was biracial, they were kind of like, um, like, you know, (laughs) you know, how did that happen? Like, and so it was kind of interesting having those conversations, but I never felt like I was discriminated against or really like ever like threatened or anything like that. I don't even know if that's the right word, but I felt like completely fine. And I just, I, the entire time people were open to me asking me questions and I was open to them providing feedback. And I think that that's such an important piece to the whole entire process. So to answer your question, which was, that was a very long response, but yeah, I mean, I was there, they acknowledged that I had African roots and from there they had a lot of questions, but I had answers. Like I can't, I couldn't have asked for a better experience in terms of that. That answer your question. Yeah, yeah, okay. I did. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and then I have a quick question for the two ladies. Uh, we kind of hit on it already uh, about Africans being how Africans are portrayed in American media. But uh, if there's one thing you could change on how Africans are portrayed, what would you change? Um, I would say like in the news and stuff, whenever they report anything about Africa, they always go into like the rural villages and I feel like a lot of Americans feel like, oh, that's the whole continent, which is not true. Like we have cities, we have streets, we have places that look like mm-hmm. New York, but like they just don't get covered. So um, what I would like to change is just their awareness that like we're really not that different, that our economy is also good. And um, I feel like movies like Wakanda, um, that really gave people like a different idea of Africa and like African mm-hmm. culture. Um, yeah. Um, tell me actually, yeah, tell me, you you can answer that question real quick. 
Um, I think it's the same thing. Stop showing those kids that don't have enough money. Stop trying to be like, oh, give a dollar, stuff like that. Like, I'm not saying we don't need that, but that doesn't really represent Africa like that. Like, it's our own problem. Face yours. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. All right. And then I have one quick question that just popped into my mind. Uh, when you were talking about uh, them showing kids in a dollar, uh, and asking for a dollar. What do you think about all the American students that go to Africa and uh, just post their volunteerism, volunteering uh, opportunity in Africa all over social media? I hear it so mm-hmm. much. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it really, like, it really pisses me off because it's like, when you think about it, they're humans too. And just because, like, because when you go to a place like that, they're not really educated. Mm-hmm. So you pull out a phone, they're excited to see the phone. They're not excited to be on camera. They're just excited to see the phone. So you basically taking their pictures. It's like you're insulting their, like, you're basically going against the rule about their privacy and stuff. Like, they don't really need to be shown like that. Like, you don't really need to post about taking care of the kids and stuff. Because I know that back home in Africa, we used to go, in Nigeria, we used to go to um, schools, orphanages and stuff and they will ask us to put our phones down no pictures because it's their it's their life it's just how it it, it is basically and you can't really blame it blame them for it you can just blame the whole country itself mm-hmm. so i don't think it's a very nice thing to do anyways Eunice, how about you how do you feel about that um yeah i totally agree with everything she just said yeah respect people's privacy and um I feel like if you are going to show that, like, all shows show, like, the volunteer work you're doing here in America. Like, when you go feed the homeless in your town, like, also show that, too. Show that that's also here, not just over there. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely a a huge point is that if you're going to post that, which, you know, it's obviously your decision whether or not you want to, then make sure you're still being fair about it. And, you know, you are posting that same thing. Don't just try to be in a sense, fake about the situation and, and post it like, like they're asking for you to do that. You know, it's, it's like, a, it's not a handout. Like you're just there. You went there on your own accord. So you know, don't, don't try to, to build your, your media cloud off of it. I think that's a good way to put it. But, um, so really, I guess I, at this point, we're right about our, our closing time. I just want to thank both of you for coming back on. Um, this was honestly an eye opening conversation. I'm, like I told you before, this is one of the ones that we were most excited for. And I think that it definitely um, fulfilled that for sure. Uh, do you guys have any questions for us? No, thanks for having us. Yeah, 100%. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, other than that, for all you guys that are listening right now, make sure you stay tuned in with us. Um, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff at Uncovered Pod. Uh, other than that, stay tuned in. We've got some more episodes coming for you soon. And. Feel good. I ain't gonna lie to you. I don't know about you in a prison or a hospital.